1: Coming today with the budget mom, Kumiko Love. Miko, you're fascinating. You're a single mom. Thank you. You paid down $77,000 in debt and accrued about the same in savings. And you are looking to buy your first home in cash. How? How did you do that?
0: Yes. Um, It was a very long road to pay off the debt. Um, I've actually had, I've been on this debt journey since 2011. Um, So as soon as I climbed out of that debt, it was just literally saving every dime that I could. Now I'm, I'm really blessed and fortunate that I have a successful business um, that definitely helps me reach a lot of my financial goals. What
1: you make your your finances, you actually show your savings account balance on your Instagram account. What sparked you to make all of this public? It's personal private information.
0: And the reason I really wanted to start The Budget Mom is one, to really talk about the psychological and emotional triggers behind money management. And when I first started this journey of wanting to help people and share all of this information that I was learning, you know, that information that I was just screaming from the rooftops like, I wish I had this when I was starting out. I realized I could not do that to the best of my ability. If, that I, did, if I did not show my readers what it looked like, to run a successful business and manage my finances the way I do without showing them how I do it in my real life. Um, so, of course, when you're making, you know, these money decisions and you're, you're dealing with your finances, there are reasons why you're doing what you're doing. Those, you know, your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts. I wanted to share that with my readers.
1: You're a single mom, correct, Miko? Yes. So it is your paycheck and that's it. Um, is that stressful for you or is that more empowering?
0: It was very stressful in the beginning. Actually, you know, I would replace that word stressful with scary. Yeah. Um, when, when I went through my divorce, um, there's nothing, you know, for me, the, the scary feeling was not feeling like I would not be prepared if something happened to my son. Um, not knowing how I was going to be able to afford next month's minimum debt payments. So over time, it turned into something that's really empowering because I learned to believe in myself, and I realized that truly anything is possible. And not only that, I realized how strong I was um, as a person, as a mom. But in the beginning, yes, it was very scary, and then, of course, it turned into... Being empowering.
1: So, I I guess one of the ways that anybody would overcome fear or struggle would be to have well, you are the budget mom, to to have a budget and and have a plan. I've, I've tried with my own finances to stick to some sort of budget, but I find it stressful and confining. I know that's the wrong answer, but yeah. it's just, you know, there's those impulse buys or you're in the store and your kid wants, you know, whatever, you feel bad. So, so you buy it. How do you stay within that budget that you make?
0: So the first thing I tell people is that life happens and we are going to mess up and we are not going to be perfect. And the one thing I would say is show yourself grace and realize from the very beginning that your journey is not going to be perfect. It's not always going to be sticking to those, you know, your budget. However, budgeting is probably one of the most freeing things that you will do. Budgeting is freeing? Yes. Budgeting is very freeing because here's what it does. It eliminates stress. So by budgeting and managing your money, you are preparing yourself for the future. I know a lot of people think about the now. How is it helping me right now? What is it doing for me right now? But by thinking only about the now, you're forgetting to realize and look at everything that you're doing to help yourself in the future. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about saving for things that are going to come up that may be unplanned, which is your emergency fund. It's about creating a budget now so you can afford the things that you want later. What is... Right? Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: No. What's the biggest bill for most people, aside from the mortgage or the rent? Like, what is the biggest expense that you just can't get rid of that you have every single month?
0: As a mom, child care. Yeah. So we're seeing child care prices, sometimes even more than a mortgage payment. It is quickly becoming one of the biggest bills in our budget, especially if you have multiple children. The second type of biggest bill that I see is medical insurance. So if you, you know, especially me as it's self-employed or if you have your own business and you cannot go through an employer for medical premiums, your medical premiums are going to be very high. It's not your highest bill, but it's definitely up there.
1: I want to back up to the the child care expense. Uh, You know, we love our nannies, our au pairs, our babysitters. We're good to them. We treat them as members of our family. Of course, you want to make sure that this person who's taking care of your kid, your special person, is treated well. So, uh, you know, they deserve – and plus, come on, we know. Taking care of kids is not easy. Um, They deserve to be paid that much, maybe more. But is there a way (laughs) – To save money on that bill? Do you have any tips? Because you're right. A lot of women, married women, decide you know what? Mom or dad is just going to give up their job because it's not worth the expense for childcare.
0: I see that all the time. I see that in families where either the mom or dad decides to stay at home because actually that's a lot cheaper than going out and getting daycare. Um, and not only that, you get that one-on-one time with your chil- with your children or your child. However, you know, with me, my circumstance is a little different. You know, I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate. I have grandma in the picture, mm-hmm. and grandma has really stepped in and eliminated a lot of that child care cost. I think looking at family members... As well as looking for me, the first thing, like when I was still working full time, I had to put my son in childcare, and I went with an in-home nanny over a corporate daycare. Um, For me, I felt that made me feel a lot more comfortable and she was actually a lot more affordable than bringing him five days a week to the corporate daycare.
1: You know, I have to say something about that because I think a lot of parents struggle with which one do we do? They say the daycare is good because it teaches them how to um, socialize, they make friends. If they're too young, they get sick, and then you got some medical bills. Um, so there's two ways of looking at it, but a lot of parents say, oh, wow, should we spend more on the nanny, which you argue could be cheaper in the end, or do the daycare yeah. thing? Tough decisions. You know what gets me? You didn't include this yet, but maybe it is on your list of the biggest bills the food bill. Miko, I go yeah. food shopping multiple times a week. <laughs> And it's, it's like between $1 and $350 every single time. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. What yeah. am I doing
0: wrong? Yeah. yes. Yeah. So your food budget is definitely, I call it the silent killer. <laughs> the reason I call it that is because it's a necessity, but it's also such a huge cost. So what I started doing was meal planning and basing your recipes and what you're making at home around what you already have. So I do an inventory check of my pantry, fridge and freezer every time before I go grocery shopping. When I'm making that meal plan for myself, I look, what can I already use that I already have? And especially the, the most expensive ingredients, which is our meats usually, right? Mm-hmm. So I like to buy my meats in bulk at a really affordable price. I package them and separate it and put them in my freezer and buy them in bulk. That way I have them for, sometimes it can last me months. Um, and I use those to build my meal plan um, around what I already have.
1: Can you just share, I mean, so you're feeding two people, you and your son or your daughter? My son. Your son. So he, how old is he, six? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, since you're so open about these things, how much do you think you spend a week on food?
0: For me, I have a $400 monthly food budget, which gives me $100 every single week or a little bit less if there's five weeks in a month. Um, But that also does include my food and eating out. So I am very different. I don't have an eating out budget um, or category in my budget. How much we eat out depends on how low we can keep our grocery trips. So if I, you know, and it's kind of become a really fun game for me, like, how low can I keep this grocery trip so maybe my family can, you know, splurge one night and eat out this week? Um, and so I would say it's usually about, and I can usually keep it about 50 to $75 every week.
1: That's really amazing that is as true i i'm envious of you right now i mean sometimes as i'm bringing well i take my kids grocery shopping which is probably one of the problems because we open <laughs> stuff in the food store so they're good and i can get through it and you know oh i want this and i just say yes and put everything in the cart and i don't think so when i get to the the cash register and you know she's like $270 and i'm like wait can i even make dinner tonight did i even buy anything where i can put food on the dinner table oh my gosh it's rid- so it's so true. it's so wrong and i talked to my friends about this and they, they they're in the exact same situation so basically mm-hmm. we need to plan ahead go shopping in our freezers in our pantries and get it done so you're doing two people $400 a month
0: yes and you know that list your list is so important so I do bring my son with me grocery shopping but he knows he knows that if it's not on Mommy's list we are not getting it. And it. before we go I will ask him, "James, is there anything that you want to get from the store?" He goes, "Oh yes, yes, yes." I said, "Okay, we'll bring your piggy bank." Oh and my then goodness. He starts, then he starts questioning, "Well, Mom, I don't want to spend my money on that." Okay,
1: So you're teaching him about finances. You know, I do these podcasts every week, and I have to say I am becoming a better mom because of tips I'm getting from other moms. So we're going to do that. We're going to take the piggy bank to the food store, and I'm going to tell my daughter that she can spend a portion of her piggy bank on the snacks Mm -hmm. or the food that she wants.
0: Right, because then all of a sudden your child is learning about trade-offs, right? If yeah. you spend the money now from piggy bank, I won't have it for what I really want. Like currently my son is saving up for a laptop. And he knows that if he spends his money at the grocery store, he's not going to have that money saved for his la- his laptop. And then it really starts making the wheels start to turn.
1: So this is all an excellent lesson and how to, and how to teach your children to also be budgeted but at, at what point do you feel that it is confining if at all
0: i really think at this age any money lessons any money lessons that you know especially at my son's age they truly do see everything that you do i mean they're just little sponges um i don't think that it's it's restrictive at all. Um, I think, actually, it's really important, if anything, that we teach our children to be patient spenders. Patience, is thing I think, is a really hard habit to learn as an adult, to step back and say, I don't need that right now, even though I want it. It may seem like an easy concept to grasp, but it's really hard in reality. It doesn't exist. Can... This is
1: the instant gratification right. culture.
0: It is I mean look at Amazon Prime you know and how like we expect things so fast and we expect it for free um and and so for me it's all about teaching my son about the habits that I had to break as an adult I want him to learn those things early on
1: We are we're the Amazon Prime generation and you know Exactly and 2 days isn't fast enough we want it same day heck we want it like same hour
0: I know I know I know it <laughs>
1: Man, we um we had to get like a, a certain kind of like swim. Um, it's like it's a vest. It, it turned out to to not work, but we were going somewhere. So my husband ordered it on Amazon, and he was literally stalking it to see how how quickly it would arrive at our house. I'm like, well, do you think any like actual store in our neighborhood would have it? He's like, we're not going to the store. It's gonna come on Amazon. It, it'll be here any minute. Anyway, it didn't come to that night. But I was like, wow, it just drove home how ridiculous we are.
0: I know it is. It's it's crazy how instant gratification can really put a damper on our financial plans and our financial goals. And it's one of the things that I kind of struggled with. But learning to become a patient center has drastically not only changed my finances, but my mindset as well.
1: Yeah. You're also an accredited financial counselor. What exactly does that mean? and did, were you was that your you know, did you um, study finance and were you um, a financial advisor before you started the budget mom, or did you kind of fall into it and, and go to school after the fact for it?
0: No, so I actually gra- graduated with a finance accounting degree in two thousand and eleven, and then I got really lucky and got hired at a financial advising firm. I worked there for um, since two thousand and eleven and I started blogging in 2016. Um, So I was actually already in the financial industry before I started my blog, but my blog was built and created when I was going through the accredited financial counseling program. Uh The information that I was learning was information that I felt almost like it was my duty to share with the world. I thought it was so important. All of a sudden, all the questions I had been asking you know, why are people spending their money on these things? What, you know, what are the the actual thinking and reasoning behind why they're making these decisions were all of a sudden being answered for me? Um, and so that's what really shifted my focus from investment to personal finance.
1: Yeah. And what is the most common question that you're asked by other moms and dads?
0: I Oh, man, <laughs> that's a lot of them. Um, I think one of the common questions is, how do I start? I feel very overwhelmed. I feel like I'm in a position where no matter what I do or try, I'm stuck. And I'm out there searching in the world for answers. And I feel like I'm swimming in a pool of so much information, I'm overwhelmed. Um, I think that's the number one question that I get.
1: Well, you started with, was it $77,000 in debt?
0: Yes, actually, I started with more. Um, I'm I'm that story where I paid off all of my credit card debt and then got back into credit card debt after my divorce. So I kind of have two debt stories kind of rolled into one. Um, in the beginning, it was closer to eighty thousand, and I paid twenty thousand of that off um, when I was married. And then after my divorce, I ended up going back into credit card debt just because I was not financially able um to go out and live on my own so i relied on debt
1: and how long did it take you to pay everything down
0: um I, like i said i you know i've been on this i was on my debt journey um for almost eight years, eight um, years. making pay, the minimum payments on my student loans and but you know i i paid a big vast majority of that within eight months amazing are the student loans all paid off now Yes, every, I'm 100% debt-free and I've been debt-free since last November.
1: And you are you currently renting? Do you mind if I ask? You don't have to answer.
0: <laughs> no, totally fine. No, everyone knows. Um, I live in a little 800-square-foot apartment that was built in the 1980s <laughs> um, and I'm I'm here because I'm currently saving to buy my first home with cash.
1: How far away do you think you are from doing that?
0: Um, I have a goal to be done by 2022. Um, this is a vi- this is the biggest savings goal I've ever tackled. And so I'm literally um, going at it baby step by baby step and little chunk at a time. And so I'm really breaking it down into yearly goals. I think, I mean, you're going to do it because
1: everything you're saying, it makes so much sense. Um, and if it's just you and your son and... Like, living in a small space, while it can be confining, I, I used to live and I raised, well, I started to raise a child in a tiny New York City apartment. You can have so much fun. And then you don't have to worry about the other bills like, hey, who's going to mow the lawn or who's going to pay this guy to do that to our house? You could just Exactly, yeah. Living
0: here has been really our saving grace. It's been super, it's really affordable. And like you said, we don't have to worry about maintenance costs or yard Upkeep or anything like that. Um, that all the all the new expenses that come with of owning a home. But not only that, it's peace of mind. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of questions from my readers, like, "Well, why would you do that? Why would you throw money at rent when it's not towards something that you will ever own?" But I think that peace of mind and not having that mortgage payment hanging over my head when I'm self-employed. It's something that you can't put a value on and i think it's one of those psychological emotional things um that i'm currently trying to express to my readers that sometimes you make decisions with your money that isn't based just on values you do it for peace of mind and what you truly believe is the right thing in your heart um, because without that and without filling that peace, you'll never feel successful with your money
1: no i, I completely agree um and congratulations on, on just Thank getting you. that far. Um, I do want to talk. I made a list of topics I wanted to check off with you, and I have on it. It's July now, Christmas in July. We were just talking about Amazon and all their Prime Day sales. And <laughs> every other store has some sort of sale right now. But the real Christmas is upon us. Um, and a lot of people, myself included, you kind of – you set your budget – you you know you i even write down what i think i'm going to buy for every person just because this list is it's massive and every year i try to like get a couple people off the list you know in in some right, which way right. shape or form but christmas is stressful and how, how do you possibly when do you start possibly budgeting for the holidays
0: so i start budgeting january yes i literally start budgeting and planning what my savings goal. So I use sinking funds. I save a little bit every single month for Christmas, and so by the time November hits, I have my cash already saved. My parents. Christmas data. is yeah. Christmas is one of those holidays where I felt the pressure to use my credit card every year because I wasn't financially prepared to pay for my purchases with cash, um, and. Let's not forget, a debt payoff journey is not just about making payments. It's about preparing yourself and managing your money in a way we are not forced to go back into debt in the future. So, Miko, you're
1: saying to pay the the holiday presents with cash?
0: I do. Yes. I so I'm an all cash spender. Um, oh, everything. everything. You don't use a credit card at everything. all. Everything. No. I In fact, I don't even swipe a debit card. Okay, okay, okay. You're
1: you're totally missing out, though, on one major thing. And this is the reason why for the holidays, I always use my credit card. Um, The perks, the miles, the points that you accrue.
0: Yes, yes. So I (laughs) I do. So, you know, I do have one rewards credit card, travel rewards credit card that I use for my business. Um, But for me, I know myself well enough to know that I am not at a point in my life right now where I trust myself to use credit cards. I'm one of those people that say I'll pay it off after, you know, at the end of the month, I'll pay off the balance every month, and I don't. I know that about myself. I'm very honest with myself, and I have no problem saying that out loud because I think you need to be able to admit those things. Um, But as for the rewards and the perks, if you can definitely be one of those users, of credit cards that can be dedicated enough to pay off the balance every month, I say go for it. Like, you know, I have readers who literally pay for all of their Christmas gifts using rewards. Um, I'm just not the type of person where I trust myself yet to be in that place. So
1: it's almost like you're an addict and you're aware of your addiction. So you're staying far away from the from the credit cards. Um, yes, I mean,
0: I... I'm an I just an know addict how too. easy it is to swipe a credit card. I know, um, I know. Yeah, and it's it's just not something that right now I just don't trust myself with. I
1: know it's almost since we put everything on credit as a society that I think if I went to the bank I would not know how much cash to take out to fund certain purchases because I really have no concept of how much they cost. Because you're constantly right. swiping. I think a lot of people fall into that situation. I've tried in the past. I, I mean, I am a financial reporter. I, I do have a, I do have a knowledge of all of these things. but sometimes it's it's like you know, um, what's the expression? Uh, don't do as I say. Don't do as I do. Do as I say. That's it. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and one of the things, too, is when you're swiping a credit card, you for I mean, it's really hard to think about your long term consequences of that purchase. I know. But when you spend in cash. It's like, okay, I know I only have this much cash. You start asking yourself the hard questions. Is this purchase necessary? And is there a possibility that I can find it for cheaper, which is going to give me more cash to spend on other purchases that I may want or need? Um, So, yeah, cash spending for me has been the one thing that has helped me tremendously.
1: Two recent um, cash spending experiments that I did. The first time I took out completely the wrong amount of money, under <laughs> underballed what I had to buy in such a bad way. Um, I wound up having to use my credit card, but the the next time it was the exact opposite situation then I felt rich I was like oh yeah I did this and I have all this money left Um, it's a challenge thank you for your advice for helping me out Uh, certainly on some you know the the next trip to the food store is going to be it's going to be a lot different Um, (laughs) thank you Miko love the budget mom you're awesome have a great day
0: thank you so much